Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and in today's bonus episode, we will be discussing Christmas Saves the Year. Merry Christmas, and here is your double feature. Let's go. First one. (laughs) Probably only one, but I thought it was appropriate because it's like, how often do we get Christmas on Sunday? Is, would that be every seven years? Is that how that works? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, make sure you've listened to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis. Hopefully, it sounds okay. I decided sporadically to, or spontaneously... Um, I spontaneously decided to record in my living room today. Um, I thought it would be fun, but the acoustics might be a bit different because of that. And I have a vent behind my furnace in the living room that can make a lot of weird noises from the wind outside. It's a bit windy because of all the snow, so sorry. Hopefully that's not annoying. It's kind of random when it makes noises, so if you hear any weird noises, it's because of the vent that goes to outside. <laughs> but it's so fun. I'm sitting at my my dining table, and there's the keyboard I'm staring at with the lovely fan art above it. Um, that's Blurry Face Era. And then I have the beautiful banner I bought. That's Power to the Local Dreamer and Salo Folina. Um, I love it very much. Gotta have that trench era, am I right? But yeah, it's very inspiring getting to look at multiple fandom things while I sit here and record because I don't, I don't do that very often. I hope you are having a lovely Christmas and holiday season and year, day, wherever you're at in the year when you listen to this. And I hopefully am too because technically it's not Christmas when I'm recording this (laughs) but yeah I'm excited to talk about this song when I was I knew I wanted to do it this year but as I was going through the past couple weeks I got hit with a bout of depression um which I've kind of mentioned it briefly before but I've mainly only consistently struggle with anxiety and in 2020 I briefly had some situational depression so I really don't have much experience with depression so November the end of November came around and like at first because I had like a bit of a Thanksgiving break I thought I was just like burnt out but then as the next couple weeks went on I started getting suspicious because I The two big things for me that were like, hmm, I need to talk to my counselor were the fact that I really all of a sudden was just only spending free time either on my phone or watching TV, which, you know, in and of themselves, those activities are not innately bad, but that was all I was doing in my free time. And that was very common of me throughout high school, throughout college, but the last few years, like, I'm not as much on my phone and even less watch TV or shows anymore. Very occasionally, like I'm I'm really into the OC right now, which is like a throwback show, but very rarely am I like having a hankering for watching things for multiple days in a row. So that was like, hmm, this seems like a red flag. And the other thing that really made me 
kind of ended up having a bit of an emotional breakdown was a few weeks ago when it was like the weekend it was the weekend it was a Saturday and I was like this doesn't the weekend means nothing to me like it's not offering me any sort of reprieve or relaxation and that to me coupled with the hobbies thing was like that's exactly how I felt in 2020 when I was struggling and so those are like my two big red flags and unfortunately my first counselor who had brought it up she was my past counselor she told me that and then proceeded to give me no tools um so thankfully I was able to reach out to my current counselor and get like a for lack of a better term, like an emergency appointment in to discuss it um, and figure out tools to help me because I had nothing. And it was super helpful and I've been tracking it for the past two weeks and this week has been almost none compared to last week. So that's been good. I think I've also just gotten better at just like having the knowledge to, to cope. So I've gotten back into hobbies again, which was non-existent for quite a while. Like probably a month-ish, I was doing not much with my free time. Which is sad, because like it was like coupled with work being really stressful. So anyway, I feel like that all was... <laughs> Nugget has the zoomies, sorry, can't control it. <laughs> she wants to add her ambiance. But anyway, that was to say that leading up to recording this, I was kind of like, ah, this might be really emotional because I think in a way like Christmas really is saving at least the past month for me, but I feel very calm and collected right now. So I don't, I don't think I'll be super emotional and yeah, I just, I feel in a much more normal headspace right now, um, which I'm very thankful for. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I just finished work for the week. Today's my first full day off. And I have work off until January 3rd. So I'm, I'm very excited to just relax and read and listen to music and play with Nugget and see loved ones and eat good food. Yeah, it's very needed, so... But I'm very excited to kick off this wonderful break, enjoying Christmas Saves the Year with you guys. And um, thank you so much. I just want to say a special thank you for listening this year. Um, Nugget is causing mass chaos. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, I think this will be the last podcast of this year. And I just want to thank you so much. Um, I just feel that I've had extra deep gratitude this year because I feel like this year has, I mean, every year has been sporadic in different ways and I apologize. I'm not good at being consistent. <laughs> I blame the fact that I, I care about too many things and so I easily try to do too many things and that's that's really the biggest reason why and then obviously that just turns into like burnout and then I have to take time for my myself and yeah um but that's just you know that's just the reality of life and if you struggle with that too just know that you're not alone and yeah it's really hard when you're a creative person that enjoys more than one project because I have friends that are like really consistent and it's really easy for me to compare with them. But then I'm like, okay, but they only focus on one project. I'm someone who has a lot of passion for more than one creative project, more than one creative hobby. 
and then I have to be like, okay, I need, I need to give myself grace. Because there's always like three projects I want to be handling at the same time, which anyway, <laughs> I don't even remember how I got on that track. But I want to thank you because I feel like you've just been so encouraging and even when I'm sporadic, you are faithful and I notice and it means a lot. So thank you so much for making the time for me, even if I can sometimes struggle to make time for this consistently. But also like we had that awesome week in August where I did one a week. So I mean, come on, I gotta give myself some credit. I feel like we did probably because of that. We probably technically put out the most episodes this year than any other year. So that's cool. Definitely not like I have to top myself every year or anything like that. But I mean, doing all my sons was so fun. Anyway, I'm a very reflective person and I could keep going because I, <laughs> when anytime I'm doing the last of something for a year, like I know it's just another day or whatever, but to me, like years really are like chapters in a book and so as corny as it is I really do find a special sort of joy in reset come January 1st every year even though I I feel like I don't even care that much about New Year's Eve in general but there's something about January 1st that has always meant a lot to me and I don't know I think it's just being an introspective person and probably a metaphor (laughs) So let's jump in to this. So editing Anna won't hate me. I love the musical components. And when I really stopped to think about them for this song, it made me so happy because I feel like they combined so many decades at once um, in so many nostalgic elements of Christmas. So many things. It's great. Like very, very millennial of them. (laughs) So it starts off with some jingle bells and some windy sounds and just the perfect ambiance of Christmas. To me, jingle bells are very warm, they're very joyful, and they're very cozy. And this is an unpopular opinion, but I actually have really come to love winter as of last year and this year. And I think all of those adjectives are a big reason for it. It gives me an excuse to feel extra cozy. It gives me an excuse to be covered in warmth. If you live in a cold climate, if you don't, I mean, you're already covered in warmth, so either way. Yeah, there's so much comfort to having to bundle up, having to snuggle up to people in a way that, I don't know, to me it's a different kind of intimacy versus like when you're sweating buckets you're like I don't want to touch people and I don't want to be inside like I think it's also the introvert in me is like how winter gives you a good excuse to be inside (laughs) I mean I'm not wrong yeah the the wind the the blustery sounds of snow and it's very timely because we just had a snowstorm here in Michigan and will continue to through tonight and tomorrow I'm so happy. I feel like we rarely have a white Christmas as much as you would think we would. So I'm very happy that we will (laughs) this year. And yeah, 
I just, I think it sets up the ambiance really well. And then we have the synth come in, which is very 80s. It's very like, oh, what's that song called? It's like, simply having wonderful Christmas time. It reminds me of that. And then my favorite Christmas song is Last Christmas by Wham. <laughs> so 80s. My favorite part of that song is when he goes, special. Special. <laughs> it's very, it's a very breathy song. It's a very like meme-worthy song to me. I love it so much, and so I love that the synth is very reminiscent of like, those things in that time period. And then you have the bells continuing, which reminds me of the '40s and the '50s with Frank Sinatra. We love those J and G L E bells, and like let it snow and. Um, then we have all the symphony instruments come in, and that's very 60s to me with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It just reminds me of, like, what's the song the snowman sings? <laughs> I'm looking at Nugget for an answer. <laughs> uh, Silver and Gold. Yeah, it, it very much reminds me of that. And so all together, I just love that it's this comfort and this protection that comes from nostalgia. And... I think overall, as we will continue to walk through the lyrics, I feel like this song just encapsulates Jesus. Um, all of these qualities are just very warm, they're very comforting, they're very protective, and though he's not mentioned, I feel like it just exudes our longing and desire for his character, and to me, like, I just have always found so much comfort in nostalgia and it's something that's very safe for me and so that's just a very good metaphor for me to be reminded of all these different things that I've grown up with and listened to and watched as a kid and knowing that I'm awaiting a savior who would be able to permanently make me feel that way. Yeah, it's such a joy. And so digging in to verse 1, he says, Snow falls down from the gray sky. Ashes fall in the sea. Plans are thrown to the wayside. Frozen days of the week. Good imagery. I think it's very precise imagery. Snow falls down from the gray sky. I mean, for me, I'm very different. Like I said, so when I think of snow, I think of something positive. So I was like, okay, I have to like step away from myself for a moment and think how a lot of people view snow. And I think... The biggest thing with snow is it can make you feel trapped. And speaking of the snowstorm right now, the ideal is to be able to hunker down and to not have to go anywhere. But at the same time, that can be a negative thing and it can feel like you're you're prevented from connection, from having connection from the world outside and in a way can even make you feel too caught in your head. And so we have this ominous image of something happening that's going to bring pain um, and discomfort. You know, the gray sky is very depressing and it's very reminiscent of depression because it's just this constant looming heavy thing that exists and the sun still exists, the positivity still exists, but it's really hard to remember that it's there because it clouds everything else. And so it's just this very murky situation. Ashes fall in the sea. Of course, 
at the time of this song, this referred to current events, but I think the symbol of ashes falling in the sea is like abnormality and something happening that's not supposed to. And I think the ashes really represent this destruction of a purity of what God has intended. And the way that the scene that this narrative is being set in is one that's not how it's supposed to be. And it's just the reality of the world that we live in. And it is sad, but I think it's also it's also a helpful reminder that God sees that we are not just lost in this pain, but that it's being acknowledged that it's also not what it's supposed to be and it's not what it was meant to be. And that's exactly why Christmas is. And that's exactly why Jesus came to restore and to give us hope that we can be restored to what was supposed to be, even though it's not right now. And so then we go into plans being thrown to the wayside, um, kind of this hope being dashed. I just found out some of my family can't come to one of our celebrations tomorrow because of the weather. And so just this idea that it's, it's very much a disappointment to be in this isolating winter and to be in the way of the world that is not ideal. And it's also just this lack of control that is very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> and the fro- with the frozen days of the week, it's very much discomfort. It's having to stop, having to go really slow when you don't want to. Thinking of when you have to defrost your windshield. Like, if you're like me, maybe you're in a rush to go to work and the last thing you want to do is have to stop and go slow. But it's also, I think, indicative of how our hearts can easily harden in the midst of these circumstances and how we need dethawing from the depression, from the bleakness of the weather around us and the situations we find ourselves in whether it's in this season or just in the world in general. And then we have the turning point with the chorus. But everybody wants to make it home this year, even if the world is crumbling down. Because everybody's got somebody who's got their name on a shelf with cheap decor and flavored cheer. You rest assured that Christmas saves the year. I think home can mean a lot of things, and... To me, the main things are home means comfort. It means that you can be in close proximity to having all of your needs met. Home means safety. You can be authentic and you can be somewhere ideally where you don't feel judged by those around you. Home is predictable. It's a place that you're very familiar with. So there's not too many uncertain or scary variables or fear, ideally. Obviously, there's exceptions. And it's also a place, hopefully, where you can feel known. Even if the world is crumbling down. And for me, these days, that can mean depression. For you, it might mean illness. It might mean grief and loss. And I just... 
I hope you know that you're not alone and that even if I'm not going through what you're going through, someone is or people like me have in the past. I think it's just worth noting that a year, a lot can change in a year and that can be a negative thing, but I think I think it's healthier to realize that that's a very positive thing and like for myself, I think of this time in 2018 I was dealing with a loss of a relationship that made me very sad and that made me very angry and I was dealing with a lot of anger and a lot of letting go because something was very one-sided. Um, in 2019, I was very happy and I was very much in the thick of enjoying my first genuine romantic relationship. In 2020, this time of year, I was dealing with just the complete and utter confusion of manipulation and feeling utterly like I was being choked, um, like I was suffocating, absolutely dreading what was supposedly my home at that time. It definitely felt like the complete antithesis of home. So again, I very much empathize if all of the associations to home I mentioned earlier don't resonate with you. Um, but just know that that doesn't have to always be. You can make a change. It can change. And it will change if you want it to change. And last year at this time, I was dealing with a bit of heartbreak. I was dealing with an a lot of new friendships that were very exciting. So a lot of conflicting emotions at once. And this year has definitely felt the least like Christmas for me. Probably mostly because of depression. I haven't watched a single Christmas movie, which for me is very weird. I started watching The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I never finished it. I want to finish it. Which is not a Christmas movie explicitly. But to me, it kind of is. And so that's also why I picked that one up. But yeah, it's really odd. It's not like me to not watch any. It just, I think because our winter was so delayed here, my brain was just like, it does, I don't think it's December. <laughs> I think that's part of it too. So, but I think now, you know, only a couple days before Christmas, but now I'm kind of at this place of, Joy and contentment, probably more so because I have the privilege of having work off for a bit. I'm just very hopeful that I'm going to have a lot of rejuvenation right now. So all of that to say, every year is completely different. And I don't know what each of those years and this year are like for you, but I hope that that can give you perspective and help you see that 2023 this time will be completely different as well and who knows what that will mean we have no idea it could be negative it could be positive it's probably going to be both <laughs> but that can be hopefully a solace because i know it is for me so i just wanted to sneak that in there as we talk about the world crumbling down and i love this that that he added this next part because everybody's got somebody who's got their name on a shelf because of course they do like I don't technically for Nugget, but she has a stock. And I just think it's a cool tradition the American culture at least has. I'm sure there's 
plenty of other cultures and countries who do as well. But I think stockings specifically are such a cool thing because it really is. It's this this intentional desire to make people belong somewhere or feel that they belong somewhere. And even if it goes all the way down to pets, I just think there's something cool in wanting to give space to acknowledge each member of your household and to give them a little space to receive things, to know that they are valued, to know that they are cared for and they make an impact in your space. Because, I mean, Nugget has made so much impact on me, even if she doesn't understand what Christmas is. I'm so grateful that I get to show her (laughs) how much she matters and that my life would not be the same without her. And I just think that's the coolest thing, that we have this symbol of belonging that I feel like we rarely have anywhere else. But we have a holiday where we specifically show people that they can belong. And that's, I just love how that also echoes the heart of Jesus, because that's very much his desire for all of us. Cheap decor and flavored cheer. I love that cheap decor to me, like it might seem like a negative thing, but I think really it's like, I look at my Christmas tree and there's like $1 silver garland on it, but it's so pretty to me. And just the ability God has wired our hearts to have to find joy so easily. I just think that's a great reminder. We can get so caught up on feeling like we have to buy into the world and that joy has to come from big, grand, huge people or accomplishments or what have you but in reality we can find so much joy in just tiny little things and if we can find it in tiny things how much more can we find it in the lord which is the biggest thing ever that we can't even fully wrap our minds around because he is not of this world and i think this to me reminds me of why i love photography like getting to slow down and look at these little things. Look at the gratitude that is all around you. Realize the value that comes just from like the texture on your ceiling or a piece of furniture. (laughs) The fact that you have a ceiling. (laughs) I think that's something my dad always emphasizes is like, well, do you have a roof over your head? You're good. But it's true. It's easy to trade genuine joy for situational happiness. And on top of that, with flavored cheer, I, I like that it's also like slowing to care for the body in a very sensory way. To care for tastes, care for smells, care for sights, sounds, touch. And all those things add up because all those things are daily things like The things that you can find gratitude and joy in, they're always there every day. We just choose not to see them. And flavored cheer, there's always ways that we can find nourishment and value in what God has provided for us sensorily, in the food that we have each day, in the drinks that we have to nourish our body, in the ways that our bodies can move and do things, and the words that we have to offer other people. With all of these things combined, we have 
we have so much that can sustain us. And with all of that in mind, we can rest assured that Christmas saves the year. And if Christmas is representative of Jesus, then that means we don't just find this contentment in this one season or in this one day, but we find contentment in him every single day and we are given the ability to every single day. And certainly Christmas is a huge metaphor for that. And of course, that's what we're literally talking about. (coughs) Bless me. (laughs) I think it is important that God has given us the ability to rest assured every single day. We can choose to, we can accept it. And we usually don't. We, We find Christmas as a good excuse to like the one time during the year, but the reality is we can have Christmas joy the entire year and that's actually better news than just Christmas. It's easy to forget that. I I feel like this is a very disjointed stream of consciousness because truthfully it's 11:30. In <laughs> my brain my brain I feel like my brain is like when you're driving really joltily and you're like breaking really fast and you're like Okay, I can go again. That's kind of how my brain feels right now. (laughs) I feel like I have less expression in my voice than I normally do. So I'm sorry if I'm sounding like... (laughs) I don't even know. I feel like I just had like a self-conscious moment where I was like, I feel like I sound like a robot right now. Like I'm saying important things, but I feel like I'm not inflecting at all. And if I'm not, it's literally because of the time. And I'm sorry. <laughs> but I hope you'll still believe everything I'm saying. <laughs> there's, there's really not much left to cover. So, whew, here we go. Let me, let me take a sip of water first. and <laughs> Regain some life. Let's get on to verse two. Put some pep in our step. <laughs> So, dust off old photo boxes. This one's marked 92. Yeah. (laughs) Years past seemed so much grander. This one needs to come through. I, like, I know, (laughs) I know not everything is deep. Nugget's staring at me like, are you gonna be done soon? Yeah, I am in her bedroom, technically. She just turned around and now her butt's facing me. (laughs) Guys, I wish you could see the look she's giving me. (laughs) Ooh, if looks could kill Nugget. So we're starting with the old photo boxes and... This reminded me of a friend who once told me when I was going through a rough patch that remembrance was a huge tool for strength and for hope and for healing. And I think that's exactly what this is as we talk about finding cheer again and finding the joy that Christmas brings. Remembrance is a great way to do that and it's a great way to combat all the negative things that I've already discussed and brought up. Um, Remembrance can be such an aid and especially for depression because it provides a possibility of return. The ability to see yourself in a different state than depressed. 
to remind yourself that it is possible to also go back to being in a different state again someday. This one's marked 92. I don't think that's the year they were born, but, but regardless, just this idea of we're not just remembering, but we're also seeing how far we've come, how many years have passed. And I think that's especially poignant for Tyler as he's gone through many seasons of depression. And then we have Josh coming finally with the drums as they say years past seemed so much grander. This one needs to come through. And it's true. And I think we're getting better at acknowledging that, that each year, especially for the holidays, which have probably, December probably has the most pressure on it of any month to be joyful, to be positive. And so it's very likely that people are not going to be. <laughs> when something has so much pressure put on it, there's no way. There's no way. And it's okay if, you know, I've been telling myself, it's okay if this year is different. It's okay if it can't be the same every year. It's okay if I can't do all the same things every year. If I can't watch a single Christmas movie this year, it's okay. It's, they're all gonna still be there next year. <laughs> I promise you, I could still play all of Elf in my head even if I don't actually watch it. <laughs> I could probably quote the whole thing, too. But truly, it is... It's okay if it's different. It's okay if it doesn't feel like it. It's okay if nothing even happens, if you don't even celebrate this year. Whatever it might be. But I also think it, sh it shows that we have such wonder as children. Especially when it comes to Christmas. We have so much imagination. We have so much excitement. We have so much hope. And so much of that childlike faith that I, I think Jesus talks about. I think, really, we see so much of that perfectly on display to this day with kids and their relationship with Christmas. Again, I think that's just a picture of how we have the ability to step into that same wonder and joy with Jesus every single day. And that's modeled perfectly by... You know, kids getting up at 5 a.m. on Christmas. <laughs> but it's ironic that we have so much wonder as children, and yet we need to pick me up more as adults. Like, we have all of this positivity, generally speaking, in this time period of our lives where we don't really need it because we're just easily joyful. We're just easily... We can easily rebound from things. We can easily pick ourselves back up when the wind gets knocked out of us, literally. <laughs> And yet we have so much more joy then versus like as we grow up and we get older and we get more jaded and we get more depressed and we get more anxious and all of these things, we need that wonder more, but it's so much harder to find. It's just this weird irony and it's almost like Satan knows. He knows that we need it more and so it's, it's gonna be harder when we need that most. And then the bridge comes around and we... Most of the rest of the song then goes into repeating the chorus, and the bridge comes around. It's really just Tyler saying bum bum, but it's kind of cool because it reminds me of Charlie Brown when they're like singing at the end. They're just like loo loo loo, and it's not really actual lyrics, but it's just kind of this camaraderie and community, and it's obviously not a communal thing when Tyler's doing it in the bridge, but... I think it does also play into that joy and that speechlessness that comes with something that's too powerful for words, like the birth of Christ, um, just this, this exaltation, because 
we don't know what else to say or how can't even contain ourselves like we have to express it somehow even if it's not in real words and I like how once again that kind of also reminded me of another Christmas thing and I like how they created something original with this song but they also did it in a way that was very very much like a patchwork quilt of all of these very nostalgic and universally recognized Christmas things whether they're songs or they're musicians or they're movies and I like how they kind of took a little bit of different things that each generation has loved and tied it all together to make something that could be digestible and enjoyed by a whole family and then it ends it it fades out with Santa as well and I think it's pretty surface level it's just Santa but If we think back to the theme of the song, it started with bells, it started with this hope, this anticipation of comfort to come, and I think it's a cool circular narrative that at the end, it's this symbol of it has arrived. That will be, that will be someday, and we have the return to look forward to. It's a pretty cool song and it came at just the right time whenever I needed it in 2020, but I love that it can be something that people need every single year and it can bring something fresh every single year to its meaning. I'm grateful that we have it and you'll probably, you'll probably hear from me again next year for the music video, which will be so fun definitely going to be the hardest thing I've ever analyzed, but I have a whole year to mentally prepare for that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much that. I'm sure I missed something because it's late, but feel free to add any more thoughts and comments and why you love this song. If you would want them to make another Christmas song, um, should they make a Christmas album? Thoughts? I don't know. I feel like this song is really good and I'd honestly be content if they just stuck to this song, mostly because I'd rather they just create original content, which we know they're in the process of, which is very exciting. But yeah, thank you again so much for joining me this year, our third year together. Yeah, I would say it was a very fun year, and it was such a joy to cover so many different things, and I feel like I probably had the most collabs this year out of any year so far which was really fun, and I'm excited for all of the ones coming up. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your year. I hope that you have a good New Year's as well, and I hope that you're able to reflect on your year, what was hard, but also what was good, and what you could be grateful for, and yeah, I just, I hope that in some way, even just a tiny little way, January coming around could be some sort of reset for you even if it's just a mental reset I mean that's a really good huge thing to do so definitely consider using it as a way to rethink something with that being said I want to hear from you you can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band you can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song video or album with me and if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the, po- the podcast the Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. 
You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from you. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, Entrench, you're not alone. 